0: Welcome to the Difference Makers Podcast, presented by Waterproof. I'm your host, Justin Tamani. In this podcast, you'll hear from some of the top coaches, brand managers, and athletes on Earth. From starting out to where they are now, we'll explore the journey of how they became a Difference Maker. Before we keep going, do us a favor, hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform to hear more from the Difference Makers. All right, guys, we are live. This is the Difference Makers podcast. My name is Justin Timani. I will be your host today. Today, we have with us Gus or Gustavo Vestotes. Did I say that right? Vestotes. <laughs> <Busted>. <laughs> I'm trying. The, the, the Brazilian names have been getting me, <laughs> but... Thanks so much for joining us. Gus is a fit master trainer in the UK. He is also the WIT head trainer, or a head trainer with WIT, and a huge, huge part of the community development at WIT Fitness. So Gus, thanks for joining us here.
1: Oh, thank you for having me, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our chat.
0: Uh, me too. So let's get started with your story a little bit. You're from Brazil. You're now located in the UK and you've been there for a little while now. How did that all come about? How did that get started?
1: Well, um, I have been here for about now eight to nine years, but uh, it always started about well, eight, nine years ago when I decided to, uh, I was finishing my uni, uh, sport and science in Brazil, and then I wanted to learn English because I wanted to... Uh, to pursue a master's uh in physiology coming from a football background of the brazilian right you gotta be football i yeah. used to play a uh, professional junior and um uh, and then i just got a bit frustrated going into professional and then i decided to give up football and i just really played for for uni just like scholarship and all that and then i was done with football but i always loved the performance side of uh of of, of sports and uh and I always tried to look at it in a different way. So I thought I could really do something different uh, with my, you know, my experience uh, being in a high, like, performance sport from as far as I can remember, maybe eight years old, whatever. So uh, then I wanted to pursue these uh, physiology masters, and then uh, but for that I needed English. So I was gonna go to the U.S. actually, but uh, I had my visa denied, and. Uh, and then I had a friend coming back from London, and then he said, "Oh man, you're crazy! You gotta go to London. That's where things happen. And it's so much easier to get there. You just need to really sign up to the course and do like a quick test and and go. And uh, and so I did. I did a quick uh, like three months uh, English course, which I didn't really learn much. <laughs> and." Uh, the test was really just like, speak to this teacher, just say my name, where I was from. And, and that, that was pretty much it. So, uh, I came to London work up. I, I came to study basically for two years. And, uh, and so I did for two years, I was just studying, but, uh, but as I had already finished my degree in sport and science, I was a PT back in Brazil, a personal trainer, more of a, like a bodybuilding kind of PT. But again, having my performance background, I used to work with a lot of athletes and have a very functional approach to my training, especially because of my experience of the, all the football training that I used to do. Yeah. And um, within three months that I was work, I was studying Uh, In the UK, my English wasn't great, but I just decided that if I was to work, I I didn't want to be like cleaning toilets or serving, you know, like coffee in a coffee shop or, you know, like working in nightclubs and stuff like that. I wanted to work in my field, which I knew I was good at. And then uh, I tried to work or I came down to a, a gym called Fitness First, which is one of the biggest chains in the world. And uh, and then I came down and I had like this line, like, hi, my name is Gustavo. I'm from Brazil and um, you know, I'm a PT, I've got a degree. <laughs> and once I said all these lines, like, everything like in my mind, I, I was like trying to decorate, like try to memorize yeah. it for like, the past two hours. The guy at reception said, bro, I'm Brazilian too. I said, bro, why you didn't say it before? He said, monster, it was so funny to see you going through the line. So good. You really <laughs> had it. So I just wanted you to finish it, but uh, anyway. So this guy just helped me out and got me hooked up with the manager. And uh, even though my English wasn't, not even wasn't great, there wasn't English. <laughs> <at> all, <laughs> three months. Uh, yeah. These guys really helped me, and uh, with all my my clients as I had back then, they all helped me. And within maybe six months over there, uh, working, my English was actually really good. I could like freely communicate and. And teach uh, classes, not class PT sessions. But uh, when it came to the end of these uh, two years um, kind of visa, I needed to leave. So I decided that if I was going back to Brazil, I was going to go to Rio. Well, I'm not from Rio de Janeiro. I'm from like very like countryside in Brazil, like center of Brazil, close to okay. uh, the capital Brasilia. But uh one of my clients in, in London said, oh, actually, I have a friend and he's coming back from Miami and uh, he's going to open a CrossFit gym. And I didn't even know what CrossFit was. And then uh, I did have some people asking if I if I was PT CrossFit because of my functional way of doing things. Yeah. And I never really was, uh, I would say yes, just so I could yeah. get the client. But I, I was I didn't even know what CrossFit was. So uh, I did, like, in my last month here in London, I did a quick, like, um, introduction course in CrossFit mm-hmm. London, which still exists. And it's uh, the second or third CrossFit gym in the whole Europe. The guys are still oh. running. Uh, beautiful gym, by the way. They have just gone through a refurbishment. It looks really cool. Uh, so I did this course, and then uh, I went back to Brazil. This client hooked me up with these uh, guys, these Brazilian dudes coming back from Miami, and uh, we got together and we opened this uh, CrossFit gym in Rio de Janeiro uh, called uh, CrossFit Posto 9. Um, uh, it's a reference for um, for like a, a place on the beach, on that place, uh, like a, uh, yeah, like a place on the beach, basically. And... Um, so yeah, and then we opened this gym, we did really well. Uh, we had, so Rio is the, maze like London, right, uh, yeah. in Brazil. So we had most of the celebrities coming down. One of these guys that we opened up this uh, gym with, he did like a reality show shows. He, he was a little bit famous in Brazil, so he had a massive marketing background and uh, experience in TV. So we started doing all these videos on Facebook. Instagram wasn't really a thing uh, back then. So uh, we started to grow our community really like quickly because of all these people that we were training that, that had a massive exposure being like celebrities and parts of the TV. But also we started doing lots of how to videos, how to snatch, how to do muscle ups. And back then, no one was doing that. No. And um, and then getting involved in competitions, really trying to build a community. Um, one of the other guys that opened up the place with us, he used to work for Apple, so he had a massive uh, background in like customer service and system and how to make everything run smoothly. It's an American dude. So yeah, uh, it went really well, but I decided that once like three years after, three and a half years after, I lost that butterfly in the stomach, you know, like I was like, man, this is good, but it's not great. I know I can do even better. So I thought if I can go back to London, and replicate what I did here with these guys in real with the power of the CrossFit community and methodology. And and I knew how big the market is in London, but also quite poor it is here. Mm-hmm. Everyone is so busy, all these PTs, they are so like, they're not really focused. They're more, more focused on their businesses rather than really try to change people's lives through fitness. Yeah. So I thought I can really do something great. And then I, I decided to come back and, uh, and then I came back and, uh, man, I spent a good year, year and a half, trying to find a spot in central London because my goal was to start these kind of boutique CrossFit, uh, something central London where people from the city or from like central London can really quickly and easily have access to, which offers like a good, you know, changing room for them to go back to work or with that kind of vibe but I wasn't being able to get uh, a spot because being this young Brazilian dude with this funny mustache, if you know <laughs> me you know about what, well, about my mustache. And, uh, I had some, uh, investors. One of them was, a Arabic guy, quite young as well. So like landlords would look at us and say, are you serious? <laughs> like you want to <laughs> sign a 10 years contract with two young dudes and, and, uh, Yeah, so I was really struggling. I nearly got a few times, um, but I was really struggling. Like I was competing against, you know, big shops, uh, supermarkets, banks uh, for these big spaces with no pillars. And um, in central London, it was really hard. But then my biggest strategy, knowing the power of the community, when I came to London, I was, I had to be seen. I had to be known somehow. So when I came here, I wasn't really working. I had a bit of savings. For the first three or four months, man, I was going to every single gym, CrossFit gym, normal gym, every single event, and uh, trying to just make sure I meet everyone, and yeah. everyone obviously met me, see me somehow, and um, and that's how I kind of met Wit because they yeah. was already they were already kind of rolling for one or two years. Okay, and, uh, I thought that that way would be a, a, a good way to kind of like
0: get into it was was wit at the time already established with their gym or was it just a retail shop when you when you started with them or when you met those guys so actually they were the way how wit started
1: for those who don't know just one second yep I have my little daughter oh it's all good <laughs> um, so the way how they started they started with a pop-up shop in in a big shop in a big, okay. like, sports shop, just a little corner, mm-hmm. and then uh, and online. And then after that, they rented a pop up place in a tube station called Old Street and uh, and kept on growing there online. And then after that, they managed to rent a first kind of shop space in Shoreditch in, in, in London. These um, really cool, uh, new area in London, uh, a lot of like young people uh, create it's the creative side of uh of like like soho in uh new york you know in manhattan yeah that, that kind of vibe so when i came in they were at that stage they only had the shop it was a pretty small one downstairs in the, the uh, lower ground and uh but they were trying to really reach out to the community by then really try to get involved in events promote events themselves and and uh really reach out to the community and as i came from brazil back then i was on my peak of like competition i had just made it to originals uh, as a team so i was in a good shape i was really fit and uh and then i start to try to get involved in any competition or any event and um and uh, they start to invite me for like photo shoots and help them with like, you know, running some classes or judging in an event that they are hosting yeah. or supporting. And uh, they got to know about my uh, project, what I was trying to do. And uh, and then happened that they had this idea to open this like kind of wit experience in central London, which was mm-hmm. a shop and a gym downstairs, uh, which there are many places like this. I don't know if you remember back uh back in the days in New York uh Fifth yeah. Avenue had the yep. you know the shop upstairs the a reebok shop and then Fifth Avenue downstairs but it wasn't the same owner it wasn't the same experience right there were like two different uh companies just kind of like they were just yeah, it was like reach Reebok account. was
0: just on the main level and you go downstairs and then there's a CrossFit gym just conveniently yeah, located that. there
1: yeah there was nothing really like working together there so what we we tried to do was to offer because we all know how uh, how passionate the the CrossFit community are, right? They they are second the to none. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we thought that if we could offer something like people could come, grab a pair of trainers and truly like try it in a class, or you know, like. Or as yeah. they're shopping, they hear like a coach coaching and music and bars dropping and all that stuff. I think it's
0: a different vibe. The wadproof Pro experience contains hundreds of training sessions that will boost your progress, whether you're a beginner or a pro. Start your seven-day free trial now and get access to all of our top level training programs. Search the wadproof app or click the link inside this episode description to find out more.
1: And, uh, and not just that, but offer Back to the community, such as create events there to give back to the community, such as free seminars and workshops and um, lots of cool stuff like charity events, and just give back to the community, really. So that was the idea. And uh, because it was right where I wanted to first open my, my spot, my, my gym, it, it had to be that kind of like boutique style. Because of the, the audience that we were going to be working with. So my project, my initial uh project really matched what they had in mind for their idea. So they said, hey guys, uh, we know you're looking for a spot, like a, a place for your gym, uh, and we have a space and we're looking for someone to run it. Would you, you know, be interested in, in jumping in this this journey and and kind of helping us with that? And I I didn't think in twice, man. I was like so like looking forward to stop that search and just do what I love, which is coaching and you not know, being with people. Yeah. And I said, oh yeah, let's do this. And uh, that's how I kind of got into into WIT.
0: That's how everything started. It's such a cool story that like that, I can just like, I've never been to WIT. I've never been to to London. It's a place I've always wanted to go to, but I, like I can just like feel that vibe of being in the retail shop and then just like hearing barbells like, dropping either like loud or just like faintly but you can still imagine what that sounds like like you can hear the 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 bass going in the background as you're like looking through shirts or pants yeah. or shoes whatever you're like that's that's one of those things i've always wanted to go and check out No, yeah I'm but you're
1: you, gonna love it we, we do try our best to uh give a good experience to people when they come down
0: yeah now with the community at wit is is incredible and we were were talking a little bit off mic, Um, you're a big proponent of building the community there. And during COVID, you guys had to make a little bit of a pivot, like primarily as being a retail shop, but you guys had um, the gym shut down for a good extended amount of time where people couldn't go in. And I think most people have experienced this, but how did WIT pivot what you were doing with the boutique and the, the whole WIT experience and pivot to being more, of the online experience
1: well basically what happened was when we when we took that space um it's right behind the sun Paul's cathedral it's it couldn't be more central so you can only imagine the rent there right yeah. so one of our biggest goals and we were really excited with the methodology that we wanted to put in it was something very new to london all the other crossfit gyms were very like old school you know kind of like Rusty and Archie's and you know a little bit not quite in central London and uh, We were really excited with new uh, style that we wanted to offer I think that would bring uh, people that would probably never really have experienced CrossFit before Maybe because they didn't have access to basically, so Mm -hmm. uh, we took it very serious and uh, and I was Coming in so hungry as well, especially with that whole experience that I had in Brazil and I knew how far I could get so we took it very serious, and we did a lot. I don't know if you remember when we opened, we had, we, we launched like all the the biggest launches of the year, like Noble Nike with you know Matt Fraser, all the top athletes. We had everyone. Do You remember that Whit, when we that space?
0: Yeah, we had some of the craziest collaborations that nobody was doing at the time in the space. Yeah, like you're looking at stuff that brands like Kith would do, or or like, I, sorry, like Kith collaborating with like Nike or you know, these huge collaborations. But that happened in like the streetwear space and in the CrossFit space, like that wasn't a thing. It was still up and coming. And Wit was the one that just went, all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring this in here. And you didn't just collaborate with one brand. You guys collaborated with everybody. Everyone, yeah, <laughs> But that was something that we really tried to do. Like
1: collaborations are our key, like not secret because we don't make a secret, but it, it's a part of our foundation. We yeah. believe that together we can, we can just promote fitness as a whole and fitness growing. Everyone benefits from it. And uh, every brand has a different style of working. They have different goals. They have different budgets. And, you know, they have different people to work with. So mm-hmm. we just go in in every single project with our all. And we try to make our absolute best to each and every single brand based on what they want. That's why we have always managed to work with everyone and keep everyone happy because there's no like jealousy. Oh, you have done better for them or better for these or you do more yeah. for them. We always try our best and that's our way. That's my way to do. We take every single opportunity and make the most of it. So uh, and that's a little bit of how we, we managed to do all these. But the thing was, when we did all that kind of like the gym itself took off like people would that had never uh, heard about wit before they would know of wit as a gym because we like out of the blue it just became one of the most famous crossfit gyms in the world and uh, with all these collaborations and getting all these people like these top athletes uh post about us and to train there and to tag us and and uh on my side as a I'm, I'm still head of training for the whole company, but back then I was head of training and head coach. So programming, yeah. dealing with members. I had my wife working on the front desk and, you know, like it was a proper, like, we hand everything. Cut, like everything we put in. So uh, we got really big, but then people started to see and know us as a gym. So what happened was people would stop buying from us because they would think i'm not gonna buy if i'm from another gym i don't want to buy a gym's competition like another gym's t-shirt yeah you know what i mean so we start to lose a little bit the the point of like we are a brand and we are a retailer yeah we're multiple brand we work for the brands but we are a brand and we Mm want to sell our own brand as well so that is our core like the, the business the core of the business um and that's what really paid for the bills, basically. Yeah. So, um, obviously, and then we really just saw it, like, in real, that was slap on the face. It was when the pandemic hit. And, uh, like, luckily, we had the the online to really support us and, you know, keep us together. But a lot of gyms didn't have that, and a lot of gyms closed down, unfortunately. So, yeah. Uh, But then we really realized how powerful our online community was. And and we really realized that actually uh, that's where we have to focus. Obviously, give still the best experience to whoever comes into those doors, you know, through those Mm -hmm. doors and to our members, especially because our members, they are the first people that try. So everything that we put out is because we see the need in our own members. It's kind of like a lab for us that. And we experience, we test, we know, we get the first feedback from our members. So it's not just giving the experience for people that come and join, but also for us to really see what, which direction we should go as well in, in some cases. So uh, we just decided that, okay, so how can we keep our members still happy, but now try to maximize that service to our global community? And... Uh, and that's where even my role has changed recently. So now we have hired a new head coach. She, she started maybe a, a month ago. And now my role as a head of training still, anything to do with training, I will still oversee it. But uh, we will, um, the idea is that I can now try and do what we did in the gym and try and replicate that outside the gym to a broader audience. So reach out to... Other, you know, like, such as, like, for example, we have, uh, like, I just visited a, a competition at F45 uh, last week. It was amazing. They, most yeah. of them, 95% have never heard of WIP before, but they do functional training. Yeah. And uh, it's it's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, Paris Boot Camp, all these other places. And um, and also, so many gyms, CrossFit gyms, uh, they support us so much throughout our events, throughout, like, in our events throughout the year. Now I get the chance to go visit them, say, hey, buddy, you want to run an event for your members? I can come down, host it, MC it, bring some prizes for your member. Let's do it. And you know, yeah. like so now uh, my role is a bit more of this community uh training manager, let's say like yeah. that. to so yeah. really reach out and uh try to bring a little bit of this with experience worldwide. Um and yeah, so that's the my goal now. And uh, all that happened throughout the pandemic so obviously it was a massive hit but it did help us open up our eyes to to the real side of our business and what will really maximize our reach
0: when you when you say you know you, you're traveling to all these other gyms and you you're expanding the wit community and not just crossFit gyms which is great to hear that it's it's within the whole like fitness community um, are you traveling within the country or have you started going a little bit more international or what, what's kind of your plan with uh, promoting? Well, you, you you have been to Wadapalooza,
1: right? Oh, yeah. So, yes. for example, Wadapalooza was a classic example. Uh, wherever we go now, we try to bring the full wheat experience. So yeah. whenever we went, so if you, you were there on the 2019, right? I think I remember you saying. Uh, yeah. Do you remember the, the weed shop? We had the shop and then we had the gym on the side it's,
0: it was a pretty sweet setup and
1: uh was it 19 or the 18 that we had a proper gym i think that the 19 was the last one before the pandemic wasn't it
0: so you you were there in 19 and 20 19 there was a, a gym but i don't know how uh big it was in 20 oh, Yeah, 19 was a gym it was like it was a like, you know you probably fit like five people 10 people working out at a time there yeah. and exactly. then you had yeah. the retail shop right there
1: yeah, so yeah, I'm a bit confused with the pandemic. We kind of lose track. But yeah, the 19 was the first time we went. We had this full experience, which we had the gym, uh, the the shop, which was the, obviously the main goal there uh, mm-hmm. as a retailer to sell, obviously. But also we used the gym to bring awareness. So we would run classes throughout the day, activations, uh, meet and greet with athletes and and really bring the community, get the community involved and engaged through wit that was our goal rather like it could be through shopping or through classes or through meet and greet or just athletes coming in and warming up there because the warm-up area was too packed and they soil <laughs> was free and then well yeah come in and, and use it so uh and then now everywhere we go we try to bring the full wit experience being that so in the crossfit games 2019 in that same year we did the same we 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 brought the the full experience. Uh, nineteen or twenty? Again, I'm lost. But it would um, have been
0: 19, 20 19, was the pandemic one.
1: Yeah. So, um, we brought the full experience, the massive gym uh, in the back of the of the shop, and it was amazing. And uh, and we're gonna do so. I carry on doing those things and and going yeah. around wherever we go. We're gonna try and bring the full experience because that's how we want people to know us. Uh, how yeah. we want people to remember us. Because obviously, if they if they hear about it, if they see something, they will they might remember us. But if they feel something with wit, they'll never forget it. You know, they come in, they have a great time. They will feel that energy. They'll never forget us. They're going to be truly connected with us, either if they buy from us or not. And uh, that's the way we want to get into the market, really getting people to know us as being as passionate about it as they are and we do it for them because we are equally just as passionate about it but um but yeah uh so we started actually going outside and then now that i'm not as head coach anymore and have a bit more time i'm starting to go um inside and uh so for example this sunday i'll be emceeing a competition in a it would be a a competition gym right because it's like next door to us they're hosting a a competition there and i said hey I'll, I'll, i'll come down and and uh, help you guys with that and MEC, And, MC. and uh, for next year, with all the traveling now, uh, a little bit better, let's hope that it stays like that. Yeah, I have already uh, four gyms booked in for me to come and, and visit. Uh, I'll be in the Wodapalooza again in 2022. Nice. And uh, I have already some gyms locked in for us to come in and run some workshops, seminars, some classes, some like takeovers and in Miami. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty exciting. Dude,
0: that's really exciting. I'm, I'm excited. I, I think I'll be down there as well. So I'll, oh, there you I'll go. come in, I'll stop in and, and do a class. I'll do a session with you guys. No, hundred percent.
1: Uh, yeah, let's keep in touch. We're going to be around for, I'm going to come down like 10 days before the event, just so I can oh, really go around and visit as many gyms as I can and, and build the buzz a little bit before the event.
0: Unreal. So with that we also talked about something that you're involved with is fit. Yes, so Fit yeah. in the UK is is an app that delivers um virtual training sessions. Yeah. How has blending wit with Fit been been something that you can balance?
1: Yeah. Well, basically uh Fit is a uh, It's like a pre-recorded classes, right? So I go into the HQ and and a massive studio, really a beautiful setup, and uh, record these classes, which is pretty much uh, functional training. But when they started, they started more as a not like for mummies at home, but it was much easier, mostly body weight. And, and then they start growing. They added loads of, they had like Pilates yoga, you know, like loads of, uh, as well as like strength training. But they always had this kind of really like more uh, very beginner or more like mummies staying at home that would do it. And they wanted to change that because they really believed that uh, they had the power to reach out to these more, um, functional community like functional training community especially because we all know how difficult it can be sometimes to get to the gym but yeah, we all want to train or if we're on holidays and and you know like they and they offer a really nice class because uh it's a really like good quality filming like proper like tv level the playlist the playlists are insane and i'll be working out with you and really like giving like proper coaching cues and it's just nice because it's uh it's a really good experience uh and they approached me because they wanted to reach well have a bit more of a male presence as well but mainly reach out to this more uh hardcore let's say training yeah. community so for wit it was great because again they had back then like over like 200,000 people following their the app and uh imagine probably most of them would never have heard of WIT before because they're not from this CrossFit uh, community. Yeah. So uh, that's me bringing WIT into this massive audience that would never had access to if otherwise. So uh, in terms of like business or or in terms of like WIT, it was a massive uh, collaboration in a sense that that happened uh, through me being there. And um and for me, it was a great opportunity, man. Imagine like I had just come back from these, well, or it has just come from this environment where I'm teaching classes to 200 people at once sometimes. You know, the energy you get from it. You are a coach as well. You know, yeah. bro, you feed off that energy. It's amazing. You bounce back. It's crazy. You feel, you feel like you're high. You finish the class and even like the adrenaline drops and you feel like even like oh, I'm dead. Imagine like trying to replicate that in a studio, just you and a camera guy, you know, all the lights pointing at you and you have to to act just the same and bring just the same energy. Uh, I'm not, remember, I'm not English speaker, right? I'm not fluent. So for me to teach in English, so I have to, I have lots of, I have to read the program. I have to talk. I have to worry about cameras. I have to worry about these things and cues. And, whoa, it was a massive challenge, which I was really, really keen to get, because I could see if I managed to do this, um, I think it will really help me even whenever I have to sit in front of like a, or from the TV or deal with more people and, and, the, or even just think quicker. Uh, so I took it also as a personal challenge and it just happened that uh, it went really well. Like the Fit family, they are amazing. They come from like really solid backgrounds work with big companies such as facebook and and google and uh they they just know how to work with people so and they gave me the freedom to come in and program my own style program my own classes and uh and i had the chance to bring a little bit this of this crossfit uh methodology into the the app and uh the way how we do like skills into accessory work into workouts and the warm up and cool down, and the cues and weightlifting. Uh, we always just use dumbbells, but I did like full cycles of like muscle power squat, everything weightlifting wise with dumbbells. Uh, and yeah, it was amazing. And uh, it's only growing. Uh, they are about to announce um, a massive uh, partnership with Assault Fitness, which is a massive brand inside our community. And uh, knowing that. Assault Fitness has a, you know, the Assault Bike, the Assault Runner, and uh Roll Machine, they want to now start offering classes within those machines as well, which is going to be massive for our community, but also to the community that they already have and want to kind of step up a level. And yeah. uh, and trust me, it will be way cheaper than, uh, than a Peloton machine, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's going to be massive, and I'm really uh, – really looking forward to when this collaboration starts to kick off uh, from Gen now. So not long ago, not long to go.
0: Has that been announced yet? Can and we yeah, keep that yeah, in they, here?
1: They have been <laughs> <it's> <laughs> I don't want
0: to drop something.
1: <laughs> no, no. They have already been posting and uh, they haven't okay. uh, dropped yet. The, the, the classes on the app, they're okay, just okay. It and announcing this collaboration. So that's why I could already uh, okay. say okay. Uh, <laughs> now so we are not going to do anything illegal here we're good but uh, but yeah that, that would be massive man and uh, imagine like you going in and or if you have a machine at home you can come train with coach Gus now just put in and uh, and, and connect
0: and train with coach Gus so with, with that like you, you got your fit app you got your, your subscription when you when you do the class is it like okay I have an assault bike today and then it's like this is the workout on the assault bike and we run through it with you yeah together i'm gonna be talking you through and doing it with you
1: and uh and then you can count reps on and off the bike so you're gonna count your calories you're gonna see your rpm on the screen and like there will be like competition classes with leaderboard because i can count your reps on the floor as well if you're doing burpees or dumbbell snatches whatever it is it will be counting your reps off the some classes will be more like training just to improve your Mm -hmm. You have an aerobic system, aerobic system like type of train, like intervals, long, like short and long, and these Metcoin style. So these three kind of like style of classes with the bike, yeah. And um, and you're gonna be able to some of them to track your whole class. So that's that's massive. That's something really nice. And again, not that the online world will ever replace a face to face experience because I don't believe that that's the case. Yeah. The thing with online, which I I, I'm, I would never get tired of saying, especially after the pandemic, I think it's not that people will ever replace, but it's more about being at an entry level or a kind of like for people to imagine that people that don't have access to gyms or gyms are too expensive or they don't have time, but now they don't have excuse. No. You know what I mean, so I think this is, again, just going to increase the size or the entry into fitness and then once these people they get into it, they there's no intimidation because they're not sharing a room with a massive guy or you know, like a super fit person, or so there's no that kind of very intimidating kind of vibe sometimes. They are into their rooms, safe, sound, no one's gonna judge. Uh, but within a few months, this person gonna be flying and they wanna show it off, or they wanna now yeah. meet some people and then that's when they're going to now sign up to a gym. So I think it's a massive combination, again, a collaboration here, which online and like local gyms uh, should have. And uh, I think everyone's only going to benefit
0: from it. That low barrier for entry is incredible. It, like, you, you know, most people, especially over the pandemic, have started to accumulate little pieces of equipment here and there, and just being able to integrate that so easily. That's, that's pretty awesome that, that collaboration is coming out because there's nothing like it in the functional space right now. Yeah. We are, you know, we have all the Pelotons and, and those types of things, but we don't have like a functional app in this world, uh, or sorry, in, in, in our world of functional yeah, fitness world, yeah, that we can use. Yeah. Um, and not, not just use, but really get benefit from it. Like the program
1: yeah. that I run there, it's not because it's mine, but, I put a lot of work into it and programming it. And uh, man, I remember filming it and being sore for a week because yeah. I truly do it. I do it like, like full on. And yeah. when I first joined, my ego was quite high. I would take like 20 kilos dumbbells and I was going for it. And man, I would be sore for like two weeks <laughs> because it really challenges you. It's like, it's not like a, a little uh, fitness app that you just got and break the sweat. It's uh, you can truly get results. Like not just, you no, know, uh, performance but like aesthetic and you're going to really see a change in your body because uh it offers you like a full experience it's really nice
0: so for the people at home maybe in the u.s that have never heard of this it's fit with two eyes correct yeah double eye. yeah f-i-i-t and we are launching in the u.s as well now we
1: have some uh, american trainers now already in the in the platform and and the goal is to really try now and take off in the in the US as well. A lot there's a lot going on in the US in terms of that online type of, yeah. uh, of of classes. But again, we believe that the way how we do it, uh, the professionalism of the quality and the programming behind it and uh the collaborations that we are doing, such as uh assault fitness, I don't think that there's anyone in the world doing it like we are, even like on like TV, um over here, we already have it on the TV, uh, on the skybox. So you're going to access your, your TV and it will be already there. So you don't even need to download an app. Um, we are also doing collaborations with gyms. So there's the gym group where people are going to be able to come into a class, sign up to a class, come in, your equipment will be there already. And then the class is going to be going on on the screen. You don't need a trainer. You're just all going to be very, you know, like easy or you're going to just access a tv on the gym floor where you can just select your class and then put like a earphone and smash your workout so it's really evolving and trying to blend a little bit these uh, online with the local gyms again everyone's yeah. going to benefit from it from yeah. a gym Active. Imagine if you could have a little corner where you could have five, six people smashing a workout nice and safe, and you wouldn't even need to spend money on a coach. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. amazing. You, it's a great use of that space.
0: I mean, you can have arguments against that too, but then I, I like how you phrase it. it. It's like a gateway drug to get into yeah, I and mean, be more always,
1: comfortable with it. Yeah, I would always have a coach there if I could, but what if I cannot afford And uh, I have a waiting list on my gym already. You know what I mean? Like, but I have that space there that I could use. Why not? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, or if I want to get people from a bodybuilding gym to get more into functional fitness within a few months, they're going to be joining my CrossFit gym, you know, but they started in this app and then now they decided to. And I have that. I have many members now at WIT who start training with me through pandemic in the fit app. And then now they want to train with the real coaching guys. And then they came and joined with. And uh, and again, so that's amazing. And that, that will happen worldwide. Like wherever you are, that can be happening. So I think it's not. There were always going to be people going against everything. And nowadays, it's even funny the way how that shit is going. Yeah. But uh, even my way of training and the way of uh, coaching, I'm really open-minded, like in a sense of, So, for example, I love functional bodybuilding in a sense that I believe that we should be isolating more in order to tackle some weak links and uh, as well as bodybuilders should be doing more functional movements to try and make a bit more functional with their massive bodies. And uh, again, rather than trying to be really like tunnel vision in one methodology, Mm-hmm. Coming from all that type of training, it's more about okay, so what is it that other people are doing that can benefit my training that will give me a better result, quicker results, or a better experience training, or we're gonna have more fun. And uh, I always try to bring it into my training rather than no, oh, no, no, that's not CrossFit. Oh no, you shouldn't be doing bench press. That you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the point. You know what I mean? Like, why? I just I understand why people do it. I do judge them a little bit, but it's their <laughs> life. Do do you? I don't mind, but don't come to me now and judge me. I, I try to be very open-minded with that.
0: No, I couldn't agree with you more about the functional training and how that like connects. Like most people who want to improve in the CrossFit space, they're like I need to get pull-ups. I need to get muscle ups and you know like all those things and it's like all right well you know have you done your rows in the in the last little while have you done your your yeah. ring rows have you done your dumbbell rows have you done like all those little things that are going to help you get stronger and those pulling muscles they're just like brushed over
1: no they just try to cue themselves in as many drills as they can and doing muscle yeah. ups as, many times as they can after workout when they're tired and, uh, but again, that's uh, one thing that I try to do personally, in my pages, if you guys check my my Instagram, you see it. I always try to break down movements and 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 tell people that there is an easier way. Sometimes you're gonna to have to be a bit more patient. Yeah. but there's no need for people to add more stress in their lives. What, what What people happen in CrossFit a lot of the times is like it's a beautiful sport. You watch CrossFit games, you want to become a CrossFit athlete. Right. Yeah. And then you come on the gym, like in the gym on Monday, you want to smash it all and add uh, all the the intensity. But people don't realize that they actually have a full time job, nine to five. They have three kids. You know, they have stress coming through all like their lives. And now they are adding pressure because they have to add a five kilos PB to their back squat. Who cares about it, man? Yeah. Just why is it that took you to the gym for the first place? It was because you want to have fun. You want to socialize. You want to look good. You want to be fit. That's cool. Don't start, you know, like adding so much pressure. Oh, I need to get my first muscle up. Why? Yeah. What yeah. do you need it so? You're not going to get paid when you do it. You know what, what I mean? You said the like, best
0: thing. No, they they don't have the patience for it. They need more patience for it. Yeah. Strength takes time. It takes
1: time and the skills, the strength, right?
0: yeah dude it takes and- time and people just like why can't i it's like have you put the time in it's yeah, how
1: long have you been doing it for
0: yeah people don't like that question
1: yeah well and because they it- want to see it now right they want to see it now yeah. because all the people are doing it now they don't even see how long did that person took to do it that yeah that, that person and uh but I think as a coach we have to be also managing that expectation as well and uh and that's that's something that is' so hard because people sometimes for you to just say come in and say hey listen i I get you I listen to you but it's not gonna happen next year it's also hard for you to say that straight to it someone
0: it's like, hard as a coach the hardest thing is managing expectations but it's also the most important thing it is
1: because like, uh I think what kills the most your member is the expectation uh yeah and when they when they also don't learn how to appreciate what they get so for example if you came in today you couldn't kick up upside down against the wall within two hours uh, two hour uh, two classes or in an hour you managed to that's a massive result yeah you need to celebrate that but now, no, that person now wants to get 10 strict handstand push up because that's what people at their same level or age or size can do. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they're never going to learn how to appreciate that they couldn't kick up upside down an hour ago. You know what I mean? And uh, and it's just, it's again, that's a massive part of the experience as a coach as well, I think, which brings me a lot of joy Uh, to really be able to turn around and really... Help people manage their expectations and take them through that journey, learning that the actual fun is not the final result. Because when you get to 100 kilos snatch, you're gonna cry because you can't get 105, and then yeah. after 110, it's never. But the beauty about the journey is the actual journey, the process yeah. of getting these things. Once you get it, you're gonna tell someone, "Oh yeah, I've got 100 kilos snatch," and they'll say, "Oh nice." But they don't care because another guy your size or smaller is next 150. So yeah. for them, it, but they don't have that relation. But for you, it's massive because you've been chasing it for three years. But, but no one cares. You know? no. <laughs> it's it's a very I, interesting. It's, thing.
0: That's the funniest thing is like nobody, like people are proud of you. They give you a pat on the back, but it's like, okay, like, you know, now the barrier <laughs> for entry into CrossFit is like 125 kilo snatch. You want to be competitive? Cool. Go snatch 125.
1: That's my uh, my mate, uh, Gui Maleros, is a big oh, friend. I was going to ask you about Guy. So when I started competing back in Brazil, when we opened the gym, I was competing elite. And that kid was competing scale with t- 12, 13 years old, already killing it, like yeah. skinny, 12 years old, killing it. And uh, and we managed to compete like, I don't even think we managed to compete against each other, because I retired before he got to elite <laughs> level yeah. uh, in Brazil. But, uh, but, bro, that kid now, imagine, like, and that is because he has been doing it since he's like 10 years old. So now, because yeah. Cross is already 15, 12, 15 years old, you have kids that grew up doing that since they are like 7 years old. So, mate, if you haven't started when you were 10, sorry, but it's too late now. It has become a sport, professional sport, and that's how it yeah. rolled.
0: It's crazy. It- <laughs> It's, it's crazy that, to think about these things like, you know, this next wave, not to talk too much about CrossFit and competing, but this next wave of CrossFit athletes, we're, they're treating this sport like you would treat football or soccer from a young age. Exactly. And that's the new evolution. like That's the evolution. Before it was, I'm a former XYZ athlete, and I'm going to do this now to stay in shape. And then, oh, I really like it. I want to still be competitive in something. Okay, now I'm good. Like, you know, I picked up CrossFit and I was like 25, 26, something like that. But I've been training for baseball since I was 13, 14 years old. Like, I've been lifting weights and squatting since I was like in grade nine. So when you get into the sport, you know, you have that background. And now kids are starting functional right training, yeah. boom, right away. And the ones that stick with it are killing it right now. Yeah. Look like at.
1: I think the, the the ones that have a coach who can hold them down a little bit and respect yeah. the phases and expectations, they are killing it, right? Because yeah. so many of those kids as well, busted, already yeah. gone. Back yeah. problems and knee problems were like 19 years old, 20 years old.
0: Just, Look at uh, your wit athlete, Canadian girl, Emma Lawson. Super she's young, competing. right? She's 16, 17, and she's competing at Dubai this year. She still technically has one more year in the team division. Didn't.
1: She can make it elite already, probably. Right? Who knows? But well, she's
0: she's competing in Dubai in yeah, two weeks. It's
1: competing elite level, yeah, competition.
0: It's insane.
1: It's insane, but again, like uh, so. For example, that's something that I always said in Brazil. Like playing Brazil, the main sport is a uh, football, and that uh, yeah. we don't really have like a proper Olympic base, uh, kind of like incentive from the government. So. Bro, the first time I actually did a deadlift and a proper squat, it was when I moved to London, when I was already really? four twenty-five. Before that, I, I I when I looked at deadlift for for the first time, I didn't agree that that was a safe movement to do. I said, "Man, you're gonna break your back." That's not right. (laughs) And I was already, I had already come through like uni and studied all that stuff, you know, like anatomy, physiology, and training and PT and everything. And this is not right. So uh, in Brazil, we don't have that. And many other countries don't have that. That's why I think uh, the US has made it so, the US and, you know, Canada and and, and these countries, um, Australia, they have made it so much further ahead. Because you guys grow up playing all these sports with a massive, uh, not gonna say like weightlifting background, but with a proper strength training. That's a proper like American style training, like yeah. heavy, like Russian and American and China, like proper. It comes mm-hmm. from the Olympic uh, kind of like incentive. I think that there is, or to sport in general, like anything becomes a professional sport in the US, and and it's massive already.
0: Yeah, and, uh, I think that it's it's because it there. <clears throat> Primarily, like more strength and power based sports. Like, look at the big, you know, some of the big sports of football. American football yeah. American football and baseball are more like strength power it's driven good, sports bad. that are huge. But like soccer, football, America, you, it's cool, right? European it's football, yeah. It's finesse, it's skill, it's, it's speed. So you have to train for those completely differently.
1: Yeah. No, exactly. Well, and, um, And I think that's why now, like you said, kids are now growing up with that Mm -hmm. and uh, being able to lift the weight that they can lift within like 16, 18 years old.
0: Being in in the UK and coming from a football background, like a European football background, was your training or, or have you seen an evolution of training within that sport? that is more functional based or is it still very much focused on skill and the sport itself?
1: No, I have, it's massive because obviously I, I still think that it can improve a lot because when you look at like uh, premier league, you know, teams like uh, Chelsea and all these teams, uh, PSG, when you watch their Instagram or their documentaries, like, uh, you know, all or nothing on, on, on Amazon and, and you see it the way how they, they train, bro. They're still squatting, like not even that, like breaking parallel, you know, like yeah. they're still doing those very like old school things that you couldn't do, you know, like, yeah. Because I think it's a, a massive, like, all these teams, they still have these trainers that have been there for like 40 years. And it's really all about the trust and the community they build around it. Mm-hmm. For today, it's nearly impossible. And so I think the process is still quite slow. Although, having said that, it has changed a lot and you can see that bro you have now it's very common Thiago Silva, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Daniel Alves, guys playing at a really high level, really high level at 37, 38 years old, 40, yeah. 41 goalkeepers. Uh Buffon, the Italian dude just retired with 43 years old. He was playing up to like 41, 42. Yeah. So uh, at a really high level, like, you know, Champions League level. Yeah. So uh so, yes, it has changed, but I think I would be more, not just mainly the training, but I think mainly the way how athletes now look at the sport and become an athlete, professional athlete. Footballers back then, bro, like drugs, you know, drink and <laughs> girls yeah. and fighting, like Romario, Ronaldo, those guys, yeah. they would not even train, they would just come and play. But nowadays, people are taking more serious. All the, you know, like not, not drinking less drugs or no drugs and uh, training more and all the recovery bit. I think the, the season now is so heavy that they take the recovery really serious. And mm-hmm. science has improved a lot on that. How far can you push the boundary without being a actual like, you know, like drugs? But yeah. they take all sort of stuff as far as they can before they get into like a, a drug test into that recovery process and, you know, like Theragon and all the, everything like cold bath and all these, like all the electrics, everything that nowadays they have access to uh, surgery, recovery from surgeries and injuries is different. Drugs that they take for, for these injuries are different. So I think training can still improve looking at what they do, but I think that comes from more from a culture cultural kind of way how they bring trainers and professionals into these these like super even like all the sports such as like athletics and all these Olympic sports it's so old school right everyone is so overprotective of the scheme and the way how they do it and uh, not to call it a mafia not to call it a mafia I'm just being nice (laughs)
0: because you (laughs) think that I mean with a lot of this too like especially at the high end of professional sports the recovery is easy to justify, right? Like, hey, you know you're not recovering. You know we have things like whoop and and things like, uh, well, I guess whoop would be a good example of something that's really kind of broken into professional sports where they're wearing it all the time. Yeah, and you can easily see recovery, but from a training side of things, you know the potential for injury, I think, is feared. Yeah,
1: even. Remember when I said about the functional bodybuilding, I think that that term terminology, it it has no idea, right? Because functional is anything working more than one muscle group at a time and things that can relate to your day-to-day exercise or movements, that's functional, Mm -hmm. description of functional. And bodybuilding is the complete opposite to it, is isolating one muscle group at a time, stressing it to your max and completely focused on aesthetic and how it looks. So two completely different things. Yeah. But I think where it has blended is uh I think came to to fill a gap that you have just mentioned. The sport has become so so competitive now. The reason why I stopped playing even, I was too short for my position. So every sport now has this body type, everything's so professional that you yeah. can be good, but if you're not with the body type, the chance that you're not going to last long is so big that they not even take you. And uh, yeah. so having said that, this, all these sports have become so competitive and so much money, so much pressure involved and so much business behind it that they realize that they cannot just train specific to their sports anymore because now the season is so long, so intense, and they can afford to injury. So... Functional bodybuilding came to that. And in my in my perspective, in my way of looking at functional bodybuilding, obviously it's a bodybuilding that you don't use machines. So therefore you have to engage more muscles in your in your body to, in, to, to keep your core stable or to access to to help you move the free weight. But also any any movement that is transferable to a skill within that functional movement that you're going to do. So let's say if you are working your grip. That's just isolating your forearm or your hands, right? But that will help you with pull-ups, with barbell cycling or with baseball, oh. or whatever that is. Yeah. Bro, that's, that's functional bodybuilding for me, even though it's a proper bodybuilding because you're isolating it fully. Yeah. But it's transferable to a very functional skill that you need. So I think athletes, high-level athletes, realize that throughout the season, they have to isolate more and be more focused on these weak links that are going to come up every now and then or weaklings that they have been working throughout their lives or careers that has always been kind of like reoccurring. And so I think yeah. uh they just also became a bit smarter or even the technology to really identify now the what is it that is weak and really yeah. like going straight to the point and then just making sure you look after it the whole way along. I think uh yes, I think in that sense functional fitness uh, has been very more used now not just in crossfit but in all the other sports as well
0: some of the metrics like you just mentioned the things that they are able to measure now in performance is incredible it's crazy right we got baseball players that are wearing sensors on their arms to 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 detect the amount of strain that their arm is going through while they're throwing a ball it's crazy that's crazy
1: bro. like uh but again, is how athletes how serious they take their career nowadays because they yeah. have such massive pressure. You know, like they cannot go skiing or, like, uh, they cannot even like hurt their hands because otherwise, got to get inflamed. And then if they're playing sport with hands, they you know they won't perform the same. So wearing gloves for this or for that, and it's crazy. But that's the way how it's going now. And uh, I think if you don't adapt, you're not going to make it. And when it comes to CrossFit, again, it's so related to like kids uh, respecting the process, working with professionals that truly know what they're doing. And uh, you can't really trust your whole life career to someone that will say, that can get you to the games in two years. You know what I mean? Like, how? (laughs) You haven't made it yourself or you've done anything (laughs) before. Or, you know, like, it's just... I think uh nowadays it's so easy to sell yourself especially with like social media and so much bullshit going around and yeah I think people have to be really careful I think the more information the more is going out I think the more the danger the the more the danger is in in that sense and um I think it's a good point for people to really pay attention to.
0: Awesome before we wrap it up I need to know about the mustache. How did the mustache start? Where you like Wit has made a shirt with your face with the most iconic mustache in the fitness world. Bro, the right
1: mustache. It, it started when I when I started this gym in, in Brazil with these uh partners, bro, they're just too good looking, like really good looking lads, and <laughs> you know, like tattoo all over and nice hair and all this stuff. And I was just a normal guy, and I was like, Man, how can I match that? You know, I, I want it to be different, I want to do something different. <laughs> So I thought, I, I mean, I have no balls to have your ear, piece or anything and tattoo. I, I just can't do tattoo now, man. I just I, I don't I have no balls for that. And then I thought, well, I can grow my hair and my mustache and my 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 beard. This yeah. is not even an option, bro. This is all I have. Like this <laughs> hair has been here for maybe three days and look, it's nothing there. So it's just here and there. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna just let everything grow. And that's something that none of them had like longer hair and the facial yeah. hair and stuff. And then I thought, well, that'll be my thing. I'll be known as, you know, that guy with the beard and the hair. And, uh, but then my wife said, back then it was just my fiance. She said, you're not doing that until we get married. I don't want you looking like a homeless <laughs> in the wedding. I said, all right, fair enough. So the last day I shaved like proper, like face, like clean shave and yeah. uh, had my haircut was in my wedding day seven years ago and uh six or seven something like that and uh, that was the last time so ever since i've been growing my hair and uh and the mustache within uh three or four months i had that that mustache already and that's how i okay that's the thing because when i started to go to competitions people would good or bad people will remember you and that's the point be remembered and i remember that people would remember me oh you're the guy the mustache guy yeah i remember seeing you I said oh man I felt, of, uh, I think that's the thing. I think that's the way in. And uh, and then it has become like kind of like a, a business as well because now if I lose that, people would know me. People would yeah, know me. Now yeah, you,
0: now you can't yeah. shave.
1: I cannot. I think if I shave, I would lose my weight contract. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll have to check with them about that. But I now I kind of want to see the picture, the pre-mustache. Pre- oh. oh, we have it? it. I do I do have one here. Oh, if you said
1: before, I would have left it here for you. But oh. <laughs> uh I do have and mate, you would not you'd not recognize me. Oh, there you go, found it. Oh, this one is just a zoom of oh, me. There you go. Oh. <laughs>
0: what Bro. do you mean? Look at this good looking face right here. It I mean good looking, but you wouldn't remember. No. <laughs> It'd just be another guy, you
1: know, in the pack. Yeah. But that's me, that's who my wife got married to, and she misses a lot. She says, <laughs> She says, Are you gonna ever gonna you know go back? I said, Oh, maybe a few years. I do, I do sometimes, bro. This is a lot of work. Sometimes I just wish I didn't have it. Yeah, but maybe I don't know. These probably could go two, three months. It's back on. Like the hair, I don't know. The hair takes years, man. It's painful.
0: The hair takes a long time.
1: Yeah, but keep these it, maybe keep one it. day maybe in the end of a november november i'll just you know I'll do it for charity pretend it's for charity and just shave it
0: maybe and, uh, maybe that's uh, next year now that we're at the end of november you got to you got to yeah, make the I big november push sure. next year tell wit
1: i hey. don't know if i'm ready bro <laughs> <laughs> but i say here yeah, it's, it's a seed that is growing let's see let's okay. not press
0: hey.
1: no press no don't press
0: if you guys Stop are listening the, yeah. we got a lot of money coming next year for for November, oh, a oh, lot of money's coming that. in.
1: I gotta have to take a little piece of that money as well. No, no, joking.
0: <laughs> charity, Over for charity. <laughs> Amazing, awesome. Gus. Thanks so much for your time. Where can people find you if they want to check you out, want to find out more information about the things you're doing? Tell us a little bit where they where they can find you. They can uh, go
1: to my page on on Instagram, uh, gus, gus uh dot with fitness. Right down the screen, I think you can see it. And uh, that's it. You're going to see about me, my family, my lifestyle. You're going to get to know a bit more about me and uh, everything I'm doing. So, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. That's awesome. It.
0: And then, Wadapluza this year, they're going to see you there? Oh, yeah. Next year?
1: If everything goes well as it's going now. Uh, yeah. We'll be there. Jan 13th, it kicks off and I'll be there.
0: Amazing. Gus, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Guys, awesome. this has been the Difference Makers. Like, subscribe. We're on all the podcast networks, follow us on YouTube. I appreciate your time.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: With the Wadproof Pro Experience, you'll get instant access to training programs from some of the best coaches on the planet. From full training programs in the gym and at home to movement specific programs for weightlifting, gymnastics, engine, endurance, rowing, and more. We have a program that is designed for your needs, whether you are a beginner or a pro.
2: Every training session introduces a series of questions. Am I happy with my performance? Where could I have gone faster? When will I be ready to go again? For Wadproof Pro athletes, also this question What can I learn from that workout? With a Wadproof Pro subscription, you gain access to a complete training toolbox from a full featured exercise log to side by side comparisons to the ability to record your heart rate right alongside your rounds and reps. You have at your fingertips everything you need to learn to make progress, and to go into tomorrow's training more prepared than today's. The best athletes are the best students, and with your Wadproof Pro subscription, you will have in your pocket the education you need to elevate your training and uncover the many lessons that every single workout offers you. Subscribe today so you can get better tomorrow.